Welcome to Groovy Soup. Groovy. A showcase of music from artists and bands from across Ohio, and your chance to hear something new and local. Here's your host, Paul Holden. Welcome to Groovy Soup, the show all about the sounds and music of Ohio. I'm Paul Holden, your host and chef of this mashup of melodies. Tonight, we learn about events at our local library and gear up for a big name at the Union this week. Leading things off, here's The Works with No Prisoners. was No Prisoners by The Works. This group has been making tunes for over 10 years and even put on their own music festival with big names like Modest Yao and Big Gigantic. Jake from The Works joined me on the phone to talk tunes. Got a great, great group on the line today. Well, a member of a great group uh, with me here today. I got Jake from The Works. Thanks so much for joining me today. Hey, thanks for having us here. I always have each uh, each show starts off with uh, the band introducing themselves and telling us a little bit about what they do. So the floor is yours, Jake. Okay. Well, uh, the band started in about 2006, 2007 in uh, Dayton, Ohio. Uh, the founding members of the band, Rob Chafin and Chris Hauser, met at a university at Dayton and started gigging around and met each other 
And uh, it really took off from there from a word-of-mouth college scene, and the works have cemented themselves as a Midwestern jam staple. Very, very cool. And uh, you got, like you said, you guys have been around for a while. Uh, four studio albums now, if I if I have that uh, number correctly, with the most Absolutely. recent one in 2017. So what can you tell us about the discography here? So um, the uh, first CD are uh, self-titled, some some refer to it as the eyes, some refer to it as the self-titled. Uh, that was recorded by some good buddies and a very dedicated family-based album. That was uh, a lot of hits, a lot of core songs from the works repertoire. And uh, as you go further down the road, you get more into certain songwriting, certain styles. Uh, Mr. Small Session, the next release, gets into a lot of uh, late Norman Demetrius tunes and his fluence on the band and... Um, after that, you get into albums like uh, Inside a Dream and Magic, where the band really starts to uh, you know, take their own shape uh, in each form musically. Everyone's got their own voice. Everyone's communicating in a, in a much more uh, broad way, I think. But I don't want to use broad as a bad term, if you know what I mean. Yeah, no, that totally makes sense. And uh, when I was reading as well, the fourth album, Magic, there, uh, according to the website, it was saying it was a little bit uh, different, a little different from what... Uh, the, the works has done in the past. How was it different, and, and what went into that? So, yes, Magic was different, and Magic was mainly different because this was the first album that I actually recorded on, and I am the most recent member of the band joining about four years ago. So the lineup for Magic consists of Dan Shaw on keyboards, myself, Jake on bass, Chris Hauser on guitar, and Rob Chapin on drums. And that was the uh, first... Uh, First time we got that lineup in the studio and got it into a box. So it, it is a little different, but uh, I think we're really ambitious and we're really true to ourselves, which I think a lot of fans appreciated in the end. Yeah, absolutely, and especially the ones that have been sticking with the band for, for so long. So four years ago, you found your way to, to the works. What's the story behind that? How did you, how did you find, uh, find your way into the band? Well, um, I'm from Cleveland, Cleveland, Ohio, and I've been playing bass since I was about 12 or 13 years old. My father's a musician. But uh, when I was uh, a little bit older, out of high school, I actually moved to Athens, Ohio, hey. uh, which is where you are right now <laughs> and um, where we will be playing. So I moved down to Athens, and I joined up with some guys. I was in a band called Uptown Buddha. And then I, got, uh, I joined up with these guys in a band called Sassfrass, both great bands, both great musicians. And from Athens, I moved to Columbus and just kind of networked myself in and out through a lot of musicians. And uh, eventually a little bit down the road when uh, Dino Dimitrileus needed to step back for uh, family reasons, I was there to uh, audition and uh, thankfully get the spot. Well, congratulations on that. And I'm sure it's been a great four years. So you've bounced around. Oh, it's been a hoot through different scenes in Ohio, like, uh, you know, mentioning from going from uh, from Cleveland to Athens to Columbus. What have you learned about Ohio music? And what can you tell me about the Dayton music scene? That's the one scene I think I haven't really heard too much about. Well, the Midwest is the best. And, you know, there's a lot of great cities like Dayton and Cleveland, which people underestimate, but there's really this awesome collective of fans there. People talk about, you know, how uh, influential the Cleveland metal scene is and how crazy the Dayton funk scene was back in the seventies and stuff. And there's so many artists that come out of these, you know, hard cities that, you know, we're, we're privileged to be around and it's a uh, extra privilege to have the fans in the Midwest be so receptive and uh, willing to support artists in the way they do. Do you think life in the Midwest has a reason why there's so many talented musicians? I mean, you'd kind of think that there'd be the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, for example, wouldn't be in Cleveland. You'd think it'd be in L.A. or something like that. Yeah, or somewhere big like that. Who knows, man? I guess something's to be said about the white suburban kid who sits at home and plays guitar. Yeah, and it's so it's 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 just so fascinating to me. I, I'm originally from Denver, but as I've come here through uh, through Ohio, I mean, the mu music here in Ohio go way more hand in hand than than I thought. So, what is it about the Midwest and the Midwest lifestyle that leads to these great bands and artists? Well, uh, that's a really good question. I'd say I think it's a combination of because when you get to those big cities, i.e., New York or Denver, you're facing a lot of great musicians and a lot of great clubs but also saturation of markets and, uh, you know, great musicians aren't going to be heard just because there's too many ears playing too much stuff. And uh, if you get to, you know, great cities like Columbus or Cleveland or, you know, there's good people listening there. It's just you get a nice 
uh, niche market with people, you know, absolutely. people who see your band, want to go back to that bar and, you know. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's 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 so fascinating to, to, to see it. And it's and it's so cool, too, because I think, you know, from the outside perspective, people might just be like, oh, Ohio, this or that. And then when they come here, they really yeah. see all the cool stuff that's going on here because they hear something... it all the time. man. you hear it all the time. I, I'm out. Of, I'm playing shows or whatever. And somebody say, oh, yeah, I'm just here visiting my brother or whatever. I, I didn't realize how awesome of a city Columbus was or how cool Ohio is or, you know, stuff like that. More from the works next here on Groovy Soup. This is Groovy Soup on Power 105. This is Groovy Soup on Power 105. Paul Holden back with you all here on Groovy Soup. Got another one queued up from the works. This one's called Flatiron. Thank you. 
That was Flatiron by The Works. If you've dug the jam so far tonight, catch The Works live at the Union this Thursday night with Doors at 9. More from Jake of The Works on the way next. Yeah, and it's and it's amazing, too, because I feel like everyone, when they when they come and they see it, it's a, they, they have a, a wonderful experience, especially when, you know, the big cities are great, but then when people can come down into... And then you you know, when you come to Athens... You just get this magical little paradise. Yeah, it's a, it's a whole, you know, especially in terms of music, this area down here, I mean, that that's, music goes hand in hand. Every, any big event, it seems like, has music Absolutely. attached to it. So coming to the Union this week, you guys are, are, are bringing, uh, bringing the, the house down here. And uh, so what's that like for you, coming back to, to the Union, coming back to your old stomping grounds here in Athens? Super excited, uh, super excited. I mean, Athens is a great music town, great hang town. And I, I used to go hang out at the union and play at the union back uh, before the fire, the faded fire. Mm -hmm. So uh, it's a really great little strip, really great, you know, just awesome area, union, Jackie O's, all that. So I'm really excited to be able to go and revisit it and, you know, have some fun. Yeah, absolutely. And um, going through your guys' tour schedule here, festival season right around the corner, and it looks like you guys are are well-booked. You guys are playing in Denver, Illinois, a little West Virginia. And in a little bit, I definitely want to talk about the workout because I know that's what you guys uh, – a, a big project of, of, uh, of yours. But the music festival season, on the way, how are you feeling going into that? We're feeling great. We're, we're really thankful to be teamed up with such awesome – people we're going to be playing a place like summer camp like you said uh, colorado and yeah to have uh, our annual workout hitting its 10 year it's uh, really really a great feeling that we all have going into this and the immense amount of talent and friends and just pure professionalism that we have going into this event this year i think uh you know the energy is really palpable and we're all very excited and I mean, they're they're the the bands that are on these lists. There there's some no joke bands, especially there's some uh, no jokes in there. That's I mean, <laughs> there's some huge names that you guys are playing with. What's that like Absolutely. for you? And I mean, you guys have quite the following as well. The works fifty seven over fifty seven thousand likes on Facebook. You guys have been doing this for a while. Your own music festival turn in ten years. What's it like to kind of be this ingrained in the bigger music scene? Because you're definitely a lot bigger than just playing the bars in Ohio. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, it's uh, like you said, it's kind of a hand in hand, hand in hand thing. This music and art community, and all of us banding together to create something, you know, bigger than any one of ourselves. So, like I said, we're just so thankful to have this great team help us put on this amazing event, and you know, we're so thankful for people willing to work with us. People, amazing people like uh, you know Les Claypool and Corey Wong, legends that you know are coming to enjoy the festivities, and so we just hope you guys will too. Yeah, I mean, no doubt people are gonna are gonna join. And um, I mean, we, I just saw Corey Wong actually up in uh, Columbus not too long ago for for a, yeah for a, yeah a great show up there. And uh, I mean, Wolfpack was probably been has been spinning very frequently in uh, in my. Yeah, uh, yeah. They're on my right Spotify now. there for a bit, but that is so awesome. So let's talk about the workout. I know that uh, you're coming in from the band here only four years. The the workout's turning 10. What is the workout, and, and how did it come together? So the workout came together um, 2008, 2009 at St. Shawnee Caverns. It was kind of just, you know, like the band was just, hey, how cool would this be if we just kind of got together and had an awesome party with all of our friends, you know? And... uh you know, from that very first weekend, there was a palpable energy there that, you know, just kept rolling. And a couple of years after that, I went as a patron. And then a couple of years after that, playing as an artist. And then a couple of years after that, playing with the works at it. And every year the workout goes by, there's just, there's just something that's added and something that's learned. And just every, every year it's a snowball effect. And it's just great. Yeah, it's got to be a great learning experience, too. For I mean, a lot goes into to, to building something like this. How early does the workout uh, planning start? As soon as the, the all year ends, round. And then it, it, planning starts for the next one? <clears throat> yep, all year round, pretty much. There's maybe a week off. <laughs> just to, to celebrate at least a little bit there, I'm sure. So yeah. It's also, or, to, or to get some sleep. Yeah, get a little, a little bit of sleep before you have to travel more across the country, I'm sure. Yeah. And, I mean... Let's see. Just looking at the some of the names that we hear and the the workout. If you're curious, Thursday, August first through Sunday, August fourth, up in Legend Valley here in Thornville, Ohio. We got Modest Yao, Big Gigantic, Corey Wong, and I mean a, a, a whole. And those are just the ones that I that I usually listen to. I mean, 
what a lineup. And, and so do you guys have relationships with these bands and artists before or just through your management connections? They're able to get you guys in contact with them or. Yeah, our drummer, Rob Chapin, is um, he does a lot of the reaching out to artists and talent buying and uh, booking, you know, scoping the scene, seeing what he thinks is, you know, hot and popular and connecting with their agents and seeing if we can, you know, work something out, so to speak. It's that's very, very cool. What's it like? I mean, is there what's the preparation between something like the union or playing in these big festivals? Is there any difference or is it just continuing to do what you do best and continue to just do well, what you guys do? It, there, There is a difference in the fact that, you know, it's just it's you know, it's it's like our our home, our home barbecue, you know, our mm-hmm. home turf. It's like uh, it's kind of like that. But when we're on stage, it's the same vibe you know it's, it's just the four of us and everyone listening yeah and i mean it's 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 an interest i always think i mean you go out there and you got these large venues with big crowds and then you, the union has kind of got that tight little that tight pack but uh it's 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 so cool to see you know to be able to grow and, and keep going through the, those stages and, and it's so awesome to see. yeah how, we like to keep it intimate yeah and it's, it's amazing that it's you know that's where it all starts is in those small venues and then sure enough you're you're, you're playing alongside Corey wong and, and a ton of other uh folks so i know we got it's it's april music our tour season is around the uh the corner what else is going on with the works anything and uh anything else going on or in the works but um tis yes so we have our uh latest studio endeavor called the Sonder, and um we are releasing basically a three-part uh album which is three songs that are being released in three sections so we have our Sonder working and uh that's we have three songs out for that right now and we're releasing another three here coming up soon in the next month and we'll have the last three out by uh workout very, very cool. That's very exciting. Lots of so a total uh, of six new studio songs coming out between now and the workout. Man, so so six new songs here over the next uh, about eight or not eight four months, give or take. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so what's that? How do you balance all of that touring, being in you know recording? What do you do to balance all of that, uh, all of that music and work? Coffee. <laughs> the classic. <laughs> no, it's uh. You know, it's hard work, but we all understand, you know, you get out what you put into it and, uh, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's just what we do now, you know, so there is, there's a lot of time management involved, but once you get to it, it's just, you know, okay, today we'll get together these songs and tomorrow we're going to practice for that. And then after that, we drive to Georgia. And then after that, we blah, blah, blah. And it's really about getting into a rhythm and getting into it like a group chemistry. Yeah, and I mean, once it, once you've been doing it for for a while, like you all have, I mean, it's business as usual for you guys at, at that point. So I mean, you just gotta yeah do what you gotta do and, and, and handle it that way. Uh, just a couple more questions here, Jake. We're talking to Jake from the Works here, and um, so with your Athens connection, you know how many kids are kind of starting out or, or young adults are, are trying to go out for yeah, music. Yeah, yeah. What what type of advice do you have for people getting started, or maybe they're in a band and they're starting to see some traction? What advice do you have for them? I mean, a huge thing for me, I used to go to a bunch of open jams and uh, any sort of session where people are playing, just get get with people who are playing, you know, members of your band, side stuff, whatever, just play, play, play as much as you can and listen to what inspires you, you know? Yeah. Uh, don't, don't try and write or sell anything that you personally don't believe in, you know? Yeah, tell your play story. Play until you can't play anymore and stand by your shit. Yeah, I mean that's what you got to do. I mean, tell your story, uh, you know, play your music, and, and you know, put the stuff out there that that you want to put out there. Jake, thank you so yeah. much for for joining me today. The works coming to the union. Hey, thank you this so much. Thursday, uh, doors are at nine. I'm assuming as was well, uh, per usual. Um, I'm, I'm pretty, as per usual, yep. yep. Doors are at nine at the union this Thursday. You're not going to want to miss this, uh, Jake. Thank you so much for your time and for joining the show today. Hey, thank you so much. Actually, Jake, before you go, what's the best way for people to go out and support you? Where can they go and check out the tunes and uh, support you all? Uh, you can check out Spotify for our Sonder album and all of our previous albums. Those are streaming now. And check out our Facebook for our live events. And for previous live shows, if you want to listen to those, we have them all up on Bandcamp. So if you want to go back and listen to live shows that have happened earlier in the year or even before that, we have. Uh, you can look up the works on Bandcamp, and we have all the live shows up there. So Facebook, Spotify, 
and Bandcamp. Those are the the the, the top three there. So and that's the, the big works, three. The uh, the W E R K S the works there. That's but, right. Make sure you get the E in there. Yeah. So be sure to check them out. Don't miss them at the Union this Thursday. Jake, thanks so much for your time. Hey, thanks so much for having me. Up next, family and music. Stay tuned. This is Groovy Soup on Power 105. This is Groovy Soup on Power 105. Welcome back to Groovy Soup. Paul Holden here hanging out with you all. Up next, we feature a husband and wife duo called Ingham Station, a great couple of folks with a passion for music and their local libraries. Here's a cover of Mandolin Orange's Hey Stranger. That was a cover of Mandolin Orange's Hey Stranger by Ingham Station. Part of the duo joined me this weekend to talk about their music and more. Here's Brad. Today, we got a special guest in with me here. We got one part of Ingham Station here out of MacArthur. And uh, Brad, thanks so much for joining me today. Oh, thank you. I uh, start each show off by having everyone everyone introduce themselves and tell us a little bit about the band. So let's, uh, the the floor is yours. Okay. Um... My name is Brad McNally. I'm half of the band. Uh, the other half is my wife, Jessica McNally. And we've been playing music together probably since about when we met, um, or not long after. And we sort of decided we, we play a lot of the same songs. We sing songs together. And, and we realized that, you know, it was, it was a lot of fun and we wanted to do it outside of the house. So we started playing basically anywhere we could. Um, and then over the last year, we played shows here and there and just started writing songs and recording them. So we're, we do a lot of covers, but we're working on our own stuff now. So, Let's start with being a part of the, the husband and wife team. What's it like to be able to play, uh, play with your wife and not only just play to, to play music, but also be in a band? Um, it's actually pretty great, <laughs> mostly because you get along so well. Um, and I hate to say it that way, but usually I've played music with all kinds of different musicians and I have trouble... Um, sometimes you get people that are less reliable. Well, when you live together, it's easy to say, hey, we're going to play this song in a little bit. Um, one of the other nice things is is we sort of always are around each other to know what we're doing. So we, I come home from work, and I might sit down and start playing something, and she'll come in and just start singing. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it works out real well to give us more practice time than you could imagine. Um, and then we've got three kids at the house that love to sing along too, so that makes it extra fun. Family, uh, family, and music—that's got to be really fun, right. especially when the kids can get involved. And uh, what's it? What's it like to be able to share that passion with your kids? To see them come in and want to sing? I can imagine that's a—it's a great bonding experience as a dad and obviously oh. as as parents and as, yeah. as well. I, absolutely. Um, I probably I point out to the kids often that other than when they want to watch television, like we don't watch television at the house, we just play music. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I noticed that they want to play music too, or they want to try. So we have, you know, an old guitar sitting around that they can kind of beat on or, you know, something like that. But actually learning it is, 
is still not there yet. Mm-hmm. So, so mostly they just sing along. But we notice that the songs we sing along or that we sing often, they sing. And then we notice that they really want to do things that like we're not so excited about. So we may end up singing uh, some Miley Cyrus song that my daughter heard. <laughs> and it doesn't, it's not really what we planned, but it goes pretty well. Right. Um, and it's nice. We, we spend a lot of time just sitting on the front porch with the kids singing songs. That's got to be, I mean, very few, it's all about the small things, you know, and that you can't beat something like that. That That's amazing. So um, when you guys, you said you guys got covers and that's what you've been doing. Was it in one of those family moments or one of those moments <laughs> where your wife came in and started singing with you where you were like, hey, let's, or, or both of you together were kind of like, let's take this to the next level. Let's let's start telling our stories. Well, and, and we sort of, uh, we both started half writing songs here and there, and I had this huge notebook full of stuff or or document full of stuff that I'd write half songs in mm-hmm. and I never finished them. <laughs> I was real good at not finishing things. Um, but back in October, uh, right before we got married, I started playing a little bit with the Foothills Folk Society in Chillicothe. They do an open mic night and I was, you know, I haven't played in front of people in a long time. This is a fun way to get started again. And then we sort of said, you know, it'd be a lot of fun to do this together uh, outside of just at the house. So we, uh, then we decided, like I said, that we were getting ready to get married. We wanted to do all our own music at our wedding, so we did a John Prine song as she walked down the aisle, and then we sang it together before the ceremony. Um, kind of an adventure. It went really well. And then after that, we had just basically a large cookout hootenanny and sang songs with everybody. And we said, you know, maybe we'll just start playing covers here and there, and we'll, we'll do things when we can. Um, and then about, I don't know, a month later, we sort of had two songs done, and we tried to record them at the house and see how they went. Um, then as we went, we said, you know, we really probably should make a band and be a band and go play instead of just recording songs for no real reason. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what was more stressful, planning the wedding or coming up with the set list and perform- practicing all of those <laughs> so, songs? You know, well, and, and what we really did was uh, planning the wedding wasn't too bad. We did mostly everything ourselves. We rented... Uh, the Hocking Hills Farm, out it's a, above MacArthur, out sort of in the middle of nowhere, and set it all up. Or, you know, we did most of it, like I said, ourselves and our family, and uh, we learned we learned a few songs specifically for it. It went well. Um, our nephew came and played too, so we had two guitars then. Um, and then afterwards, we sort of just sat around the campfire and played songs like a big campout. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people stayed there at the cabin. Some people stayed with us at the house, and we just had family in from all over. Um, that part's not so bad, but I always get nervous playing songs in front of my family. So, <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the harshest critics, right? Well, it's they're supportive, right? But they're they're my family. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And they they're the ones that they have a little bit more confidence to tell you what uh, they right. do and don't like about uh, your performances. Right. Here. We're talking to Brad here from Ingham Station, and uh, you guys got uh, some stuff coming up here pretty soon, right? Is that right? Coming up um, this week, right? Yeah, we've got uh, this next Saturday. Um, our local library there, MacArthur, is putting on a spring arts festival. Mm-hmm. And we played um, at their Oktoberfest last fall, and they asked us to come back and play at this again. And it worked out really well because we're going to play early um, from about 2 to 3, but the whole event runs from 1 to 6 or 7. Um, but we also, our uh, middle child is moving up in Cub Scouts, so we have to go to the Cub Scouts banquet right after. Nice. So, so we asked put us a little earlier so we can still be a normal family. Right. Um, but we're playing there and then we're also playing, uh, we got in late, but with the wild Turkey festival, MacArthur, we're going to play on Sunday. Um, then there's the Vinton County music festival at raccoon Creek outfitters. Um, we got in the list there to play too. So we're going to be there. I think it's the first weekend in June. And then also father's day weekend, uh, we're playing up in junction city. So lots of stuff going yeah. on, and so just to just to clarify, when when this airs, it'll be this Saturday because oh, it'll be yes, yeah. yeah cause I, so I want to make sure people know. So that's right. a cool event going up there, and you guys uh, don't want to miss it. So it'll be this Saturday. Um, you can check them out. And uh, I'm a proud Eagle Scout myself. So that's nice. good, good on your I, son for for he's moving, moving up, up from Tiger. There we so, go. All right. My, my older son is a Boy Scout. He just started this year. Nice. And the Boy Scouts, and they they love it. I mean. Uh, my older son took a year off, or the summer off, in between Cub Scouts and Boy Scouts, but they both really enjoy it, and it's been a great experience. Yeah, no, it definitely uh, it's, it's something that I will always remember. My dad and uh, you know pushed me and my brothers to uh, go through it. We're all all three of us are Eagle Scouts, and now every time I uh, go to my old neighborhood, the flagpole that I installed for my right. uh, Eagle nice. Scout project is still up there, which is always 
cool. So awesome. So you guys are, I mean, you're hitting the ground running there with the, uh, the summer on the way. And unfortunately, you're here in a sling. What can you tell me about that? Well, uh, to make a long story short, um, I was working on some things at the house. I got slightly electrocuted. Oh my uh, God. That is not where I, that is not at all where I anticipated this going. No. Um, the back of our washer shocked me. I was working on something completely different and I happened to touch the metal on the back. Um, but I was in a weird position when I pulled away from it and I couldn't pull off very well. Uh, my shoulder became dislocated and fractured. Um, but luckily, uh, three weeks in a sling and I still can play guitar pretty decently here and there. So worked out better than it could have. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, <laughs> I'm hoping for the best here because that was uh, relatively recent too. So, but uh, hey, if you can get the uh, good news that you can get the guitar in the hands there and yeah. still play a, a good jam. So. It, takes a little bit of effort you have to sit different and, mm -hmm. and you can only lift your arms so far but you know if you got to do something <laughs> yeah you gotta you, you gotta roll with the punches here and move on so you guys have started the process of recording your own stuff uh, what's that been like what have you been learning and uh, where are you guys at currently well we're not the best audio engineers um, <laughs> that's, that's the first thing we learned mm -hmm. um, but we're our limitation is mostly our one we're recording our household which was not set up to record music in um, it's an old 1890s house. Mm -hmm. It's echoey. Um, and if you use a condenser mic, you get everything in the world echoed back into it. Um, and then we've practiced different rooms. We've tried different things and we go through and record things. And I'm, I'm real happy with the songs that she does. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I'm real unhappy with the songs I do most of the time, just because I'm, I'm iffy on how I sound and I get weird about it. Um, the other thing is we're limited by, uh, time and budget we we really have my old laptop running you know two mics or, or two channels at a time and it, it goes okay but it's kind of one take shots here and there and right. see how it goes um our own songs we sort of use it i i use it on the computer and say i'm gonna write it um i'm gonna play it through and have a record a recording of it and be ready when we're going to go record it for real. Mm -hmm. That's the idea. So I'm hoping we've got about two or three songs ready. Um, hopefully we get around six or seven, we can go somewhere and record them. Mm -hmm. So I don't, we friends with uh, Andy Allman out at signal nine studios. Mm -hmm. um, and then also there's always like recording workshops somewhere like that. We may end up working with somebody else. More from Ingham station next here on groovy soup, groovy soup on power one Oh five. This is Groovy Soup on Power 105. Our last tune for tonight comes from Ingham Station. Here's a cover of Old Heavy Hands, Bird.
That was a cover of Old Heavy Hands Bird done by Ingham Station, who are performing this weekend at the Herbert Westcote Library Spring Arts Festival in MacArthur. Here's the rest of our interview with Brad of Ingham Station. Well, and I mean, with all of those live performances you guys are doing, you're bound to, you know, cross paths with some people as well. And what a great way to, uh, to uh, you know, get yourselves out there. Because, I mean, it's amazing how many, like, you just rattled off three music festivals that are going <laughs> on in the next month and, you know, few months. I mean, it seems like there's a music festival every weekend and i say that a lot but it just goes to reflect of how big of a deal music is in this area so what's it like to uh to see your name start popping up on all of those uh you know lists of bands that are performing at these events you know it's funny to me because for a while um well for a long time i didn't play music outside of and i always made the joke i played music to my daughter when she was taking a bath mm-hmm. um so i often made the joke when i started playing again that if i fall back on what i know and I play the ABCs, I'm sorry. But that's what I've been doing for so many years. Um, but it's kind of nice. It's enjoyable. And then we also, um, man, I've never met a fair, friendlier group of people than most of the musicians in this area. Mm-hmm. Like I said, we we played over in Chillicothe, and we met a lot of people from the Foothills Folk Society. And they're great. I mean, they're wonderful. And it, it's been a lot of fun to listen to them play different places and to, to follow along what they're doing. And then they sort of promote what you're doing and – you know, and then you also get other bands. I think there's a festival in Marietta that just happened, um, or yeah, just happened. And then there's, uh, like I said, there's other local festivals that go on that we don't even know about half the time. It's just, mm-hmm. we can't keep up. But it's interesting um, to me because I I think usually I feel like I'm the person who should be going and watching these things, and when we get to play at them, it's really fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, collaboration is a is a big is a common thread. I definitely I see throughout the these interviews that I've done. And uh, so, what why is collaboration so important? What why was your experience uh, with that group there uh, so influential, and why did it help so much? You know, and it, it's something I, I've played music in bars where nobody's really paying any attention, mm-hmm. and I've played music uh, else elsewhere. You you go to places and play, and sort of people are walking around eating dinner or whatever they're doing. They're not paying close close attention. Um, we went over to Chillicothe and started playing with those those folks, and and really you're in a room of fifty to sixty people that are there because they absolutely love music and they want to hear music. They maybe you know go over to the bar in the other room and have a drink and come back, but in all honesty, most of them sit there and listen. And it's really it's nice you start talking to them about well you know what about this songwriter? What about this songwriter? And some of them you find out have been playing music in this area and elsewhere since you know the late '60s or so, and they're really just amazing musicians and hey i just got to hang out and and eat beside them you know right before i sang a song to them so it was a lot of fun Mm -hmm. um it's always helpful too you 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 sort of come away from it with huh they're really good i'd like to be that good right Mm -hmm. (laughs) gives you those goals to strive for and plus you know like we were talking about earlier you can have feedback from friends and family but if they're not musicians themselves you know it's right can only go so far you need that criticisms from uh people that know have a little bit more uh, knowledge on it. Before we wrap things up, one more question for you. You guys are doing two covers for us for this week. Why'd you pick these covers? What about these ones uh, that speak to you guys? Well, uh, we re- we recorded two covers uh, that Jesse sang, and the reason I, I I sort of made the decision yesterday to pick the one we picked for you, because um, I picked up my oldest son from soccer practice. We were in the car. I let him hear both of them. He said, oh, that one. Uh, but it's a mandolin orange song. It's really fun. It's quick. Um, and she sounds good. <laughs> right, right. Well, I wish we could have we could have had both the duo in there, but uh, that's all right, Brad. We uh, we're glad to have you. We look forward to uh, to hearing from you guys. But as you continue to make your music, we have Brad here from Ingham Station. Uh, you can catch him this Saturday up at. Uh, well, run that event by me it's one more the, time. Uh, uh, the MacArthur, the Herbert Westcote Library, um, they're having a spring arts festival. So there's music. They've got several local bands. Us. Uh, 
Dan Daly, and I, I don't know the names of the others. There's a couple others. And then also um, they've got local artists are bringing things up and showing off what they've made, and they've got things going on all day for the kids, I think, all afternoon. So be a great, great event up there, and more cool things going on at your local library up there, which is always awesome to see. Brad, thank you so much for joining the show, and uh, best of luck on all of these uh, upcoming events. All right. Thanks. I appreciate it. That's going to do it for this episode of Groovy Soup. Big time thanks to The Works and Ingham Station for joining the show tonight. Don't miss The Works this Thursday at the Union and Ingham Station this weekend at the Herbert Westcote Library Spring Arts Festival in MacArthur. We also didn't have Brad mention where to support them online in the interview, so check the duo out on Facebook or at InghamStation.com. Got your new slate of artists and bands next week at 7 p.m. right here on your live local real music variety station, Power 105. And if you or your band is interested in Groovy Soup, send me an email at pholder.com at WXTQ.com. That's P-H-O-L-D-E-N at WXTQ.com. I'm Paul Holden, signing off.